Hello and welcome to this week's Market Pulse. I'm Matt Ford, CEO and co-founder of Sidekick, and this is your five-minute update on key market news and events with takeaways and insights from the Sidekick investment team. This week, it's a particularly exciting week because you can now get the Market Pulse in our brand new app. We've been heads down building this past year and have reached an important moment for you to get more involved. As we await authorization from the FCA for our full investment and lending proposition, we're taking our first small step forward and launching a beta version of the app. In this first version, you'll be able to read the latest weekly Market Pulse on the go, stay up to date with product developments, and earn points towards unlocking founder member status. So if you want to sign up, get started, help shape the future of Sidekick, and also get these weekly Market Pulses on the go, visit the app stores and search for Sidekick Money, or follow the link in the podcast notes. But now, back to this week's Market Pulse. In this week's edition, we have three great stories. Disruption at the speed of light, copper fever is spreading, and buy now, pay later incumbents under pressure. On to our first story, disruption at the speed of light. ChatGPT has only been around for about six months, but the list of industries and existing business models being disrupted is growing fast. There's been a lot of speculation about how ChatGPT might impact different companies and industries, and last week we got some hard data to give us a better idea. Chegg, a company based in San Diego, provides subscription-based homework help services to students. Last week, they warned that students are instead opting for free ChatGPT-based solutions instead of its solutions, and that it's having an impact on their customer growth. As a result, the company withdrew their annual revenue forecast, and in the aftermath, the market value of Chegg fell by half as many investors jumped ship. Chegg's not the only company being impacted by ChatGPT. AI is increasingly colliding with other businesses too. IBM recently said they'll stop or slow hiring for jobs it believes will be replaced by AI. Samsung last week banned employees from using certain AI tools as it's worried sensitive company data might be sent to external servers. And JP Morgan, Bank of America and Citigroup all took steps to ban or restrict the use of AI tools on security concerns. The disruptive potential of generative AI has attracted the attention of global regulators. The CMA, the UK competition watchdog, announced last week that they'll launch a formal review of the AI market they want to make sure that proper guardrails are in place to ensure consumers are being protected. The equity market has been quick to adjust the market values of companies based on the expected impact, positive or negative, from AI. Researchers analyze company earnings calls to work out who benefits and who loses due to ChatGPT. They found evidence that companies with positive exposure to AI, those companies who could most likely integrate AI tools to improve productivity, have outperformed companies with negative exposure by a significant margin since the release of ChatGPT. Chegg might be one of the first companies to feel the pressure from ChatGPT, but it surely won't be the last. The AI genie is out of the bottle, and affected companies will have to adapt if they want to stay relevant to their customers. On to our second story this week. Copper fever is spreading. Copper has a critical part to play if we want to successfully transition away from a hydrocarbon-based economy. Electric cars use around three times more copper than petrol cars, and renewable energy projects need up to five times more copper than the gas, coal, or nuclear power plants they're replacing. On top of this, globally, we also need new distribution networks to get electricity from newly built solar and wind farms to the cities where it's needed. A recent McKinsey report estimates that globally we need 37 million metric tons of copper by 2031. Goldman Sachs analysts think we need even more at 40 million tons. Globally, we produce about 25 million metric tons of copper per year, and new mines coming online between now and 2031 
will only get us to around 31 metric tonnes. This means by 2031, demand for copper could outstrip supply by more than 6 million tonnes. Sounds like an easy problem to solve, just build more mines. But it's not that easy. We already have mined most of the world's easily accessible, high-grade copper. Newer mines have to deal with more complexity and lower-grade ore. And there's another problem. Getting a new copper mine up and running can take more than 10 years. And in some cases it's taken almost 30 years to get a large mine to full production. This means any new copper mine we start today likely won't be adding supply until 2035 or even 2040. This looming potential shortage of copper has not gone unnoticed by big miners. Mining M&A has picked up recently as miners jostled to pick up existing copper assets. Recently, Glencore made an unsolicited $23 billion offer for tech resources. BHP made a bid for Oz Materials and Rio Tinto took over Turquoise Hill. But simply shifting around who owns what does little to actually increase global copper supply. One thing seems clear to us. If we hope to achieve net zero goals by 2050, the world needs to increase its supply of copper over the medium term. And on to our final story this week. Buy now, pay later incumbents are under pressure. The pandemic had a profound impact on digital payments. As consumers were forced to do more shopping from home, digital payment companies had to evolve fast. One of the more noticeable developments has been the explosive growth in buy now, pay later, or BNPL, loans. BNPL is a form of short-term credit where you can split payments for goods and services over installments, often paying little or no interest. BNPL loans from companies like Klarna compete with more traditional forms of unsecured lending like credit cards. Getting a BNPL loan is often easier than getting a credit card though, especially if you have a lower credit score. Research from Bain also suggests that even with late fees, BNPL can be cheaper than credit cards. These factors have contributed to explosive growth over the last few years. In 2019, the five biggest BNPL players had made $2 billion in loans, but by 2021 this number had swelled to more than $24 billion. But things could be changing for the incumbents. Apple, the largest company in the world by market cap, recently launched their own Apple Pay Later product in the US. Apple could be a serious competitor in the BNPL space. iOS has more than 50% of the US smartphone market, and they plan to embed their product right into the iOS operating system. And Apple has close to 1 billion customers globally that already use its services. These are all potential Pay Later customers. New competitors, though, aren't the only difficulties faced by BNPL incumbents. The major BNPL players don't operate like traditional banks. They don't have access to relatively cheap customer deposits to fund the loans they make. They have to borrow the money they lend out to customers from elsewhere. With rising interest rates and a risk of recession, profitability is under pressure. As a result, companies like Klarna and Affirm are shifting their focus towards profitability. This shift has seen some BNPL companies tighten credit standards to manage the risk of non-performing loans. This means more customers are being rejected when they apply for BNPL loans, and it could lead to slower customer growth. At some companies that offer BNPL, the focus on profitability has also resulted in the shift away from short-term zero-interest loans towards longer-term loans that include interest fees. The BNPL industry is evolving fast. Large new competitors, increasing scrutiny from regulators, and a more difficult operating environment could put established players under a lot of pressure. We're keeping a close eye on this space. So that was it for this week. As always, we hope you're enjoying these updates. And if you want to hear more from the Psychic team as we build out our wider product, you can sign up to our waitlist at www.sidekickmoney.com.
We hope to see you next week, but before we go, some important disclaimers. It's important to note that the content of this Market Pulse is based on current information which we consider to be reliable and accurate. It represents Psychic's view only and does not represent investment advice. Investors should not take decisions to trade based on this information. Psychic is not yet regulated, but has applied to the FCA for authorization to operate. Prior to Psychic becoming fully authorized, none of the information provided is intended as an inducement or an invitation to apply for any Psychic product or service.